Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Uh, today we're going to be learning Maseches Yevamos Daf Nun Hey, and we're starting on the bottom of Daf Nun Dalad uh, five lines up where it says Vehaditnan. We're in the midst of a sugya uh, of discussing the sibling of one's father and the sibling of one's mother, and we're going to be picking up with that. Um, really, this deserves a handout, but unfortunately, I didn't have ample time to make one because this uh, first sugya is a bit of a complicated one. And let's uh, go through this together, and then we'll carry through all the way to the very top of Nunvavu Madalif, and then we'll stop for the day. So the Mishnah writes at the very bottom of Hadatan, we have a Mishnah that says as follows Amrulo, a man was married to a woman, and they told him, Mesa Ishtecha, he finds out the terrible news that his wife passed away. Venosa Achosa. After the bereavement, he marries his wife's sister, but only Me'aviha, it was a half-sister. And then he finds out that Mesa, that this new wife died, and then Venasa Achosa Me'ima, that woman, that second wife, that woman's sister from the mother's side. And then Mesa, she died as well. Venasa Achosa Me'aviha, and that third woman, she married her, her sister, but only through one side, through the mother's side. And then Mesa, Venasa Achosa Me'ima, yet again, he married another half-sister. So in all of these cases, the halacha is, that in the event that this whole story was actually an accident, and really that first wife never died, and therefore that second marriage should never have taken place, and the subsequent ones maybe not either. So what's the halacha? So says the Gemara, if they find out that wife number one never died, then he's allowed to marry wives one, three, and five because they're distant enough that the half-sibling relationship um, is not relevant. So that would be mutter. And poteris upotros tarosein, and it would be fine with the co-wives. That's not an issue. Um, however, the second wife and the fourth wife are not allowed because they're too close in relationship uh, to him through the through his uh, wife. But and it doesn't help. Now let's say we find out that really the first wife uh, that the first wife did die. If in fact he did, uh, he was with the second wife after his first wife died, she did in fact die. Then, then uh, in order to create an appropriate distance, yes, he can be married to number two because number one died, but can't be married to woman number three because it's too close of a half-sister relationship, but he could be married to the fourth woman. And and she would not allow to be married to woman to women number three and five because of the half sister relationship. That's a little too close. So on the top of Nunham and Aleph, the Gemara says, and we'll be going through a, a significant number of drashos until we get toward the bottom of the page, and then we'll, we'll be getting into quite a detailed sugya. And the Gemara says, Alma, what do we see from this Mishnah? Achos ishto that when it comes to uh, to the sister of one's wife, it's bein min ha'ab u bein min ha'imasuros. We see that that relationship will be prohibited, whether or it's a paternal relationship or a maternal relationship, no difference. Asks the Gemara Minala, how do we know this to be true? So says the Gemara on the top of Daf Nun Hamad Aleph, we know Yalif Me'achosa from a regular sister. Ma'achosa bein min ha'ab bein min ha'im, just like a regular sister, it doesn't matter. She would be prohibited, even if she's a half-sister from only one side. Afkan, here too, with a wife-sister, it's bein min ha'av, bein min ha'im. Says the Gemara, why, not, why don't we learn it out from another area of halacha? Why don't we learn it out from an aunt? Maybe we should learn from a case of doda, from an aunt, from an aunt where it's only usher on one side, uh, just on the uh, on, on just on one side, maybe here too. Says the Gemara, that's not logical. Why not? Because says the Gemara, 
Mistabra, what is logical is Meachoso from the sister because we're talking about his immediate relatives and his sister is an immediate relative. Says the Gemara, no, Adarabah, maybe we should say Midodasa Havalela Melev Shekain Davar Al Yudei Kedushin, Midavar Al Yudei Kedushin. But the aunt is through marriage, and uh, the case of the, the half sister is also through marriage. So that would have been a reasonable assumption for a comparison. So maybe the case of Midoda is in fact a better place to learn from. So what does the Gemara say to this? No. Uh, Ella says the Gemara, Me'eshes Ach Yalfinon. Why is it that we should learn from the case of a, uh, a brother's wife? Because the shekane davar al yidei kiddushin vikrove atzmo, it checks off both of those boxes, and therefore that's an appropriate marimakom. Very good. So we said, how do we know uh, the marimakom? We asked this question at the top of the page of ben ish uh, of ah ben mina ah ben mina ben mina aim in regards to our case of achos ishto, and we learned it out from eshesach. Says the Gemara, ten lines down, How do we know about Eishas Ach itself? Says the Gemara, Eishas Ach, the wife of one's brother, That's how we know that it is going to be usher with Eishas Ach on both sides, the paternal side and the maternal side, with that uh, particular woman. So the Brisa continues, Maybe we should say it's only on one side. Why did you say ben mina ben mina e by the ben mina e by the case of eshesach? Says the Gemara, that's not a good argument. Vidinhu, it's logical to say differently. Chiev kan vechiev beachoso. Over here by eshesach, it's prohibited, and by one sister maachoso ben mina e ben mina e afkan ben mina e ben mina e. Just like by eshesach, we see that it's both paternal and maternal relationships. So too, uh, just like by a sister, so too by eshesach. Oh, the Brisa continues, and we've seen this language before, when the Brisa is entertaining a possible way of understanding things. Maybe we should think about a different possibility within the Mishnah. We know over here by Eishasach it's prohibited, as well as by the ant. A similar line of reasoning like we tried at the top of the page with Achos Ishto. We're trying the same thing with Eishasach. Maybe we should learn from an ant. So the Gemara says, Let's see what's more comparable. Done in Krove Atzma and Krove Atzma. It makes more sense to learn things on a level playing field when they're family members. But the ant is your father's relative, not your relative. So that's not a good place to look. And therefore we should not learn from there. Okay, the Mishnah says halfway down on Nunhayamad Aleph, O Kalachadarzu, maybe we should say that really it's in another direction that we should understand the Mishnah. Done in Dabar Shal Yudekidushmi, Dabar Shal Yudekidushin, Va'al Tochiach Achoso, Sheesur Haba Me'elab. Maybe, says the Mishnah, we can't learn anything from the case of Achoso because Achoso is an automatic relationship and marriage is not an automatic relationship. Your sister is your sister, you can't control that. Who you marry, that's a choice. Maybe it's not comparable. So therefore, the Bryce says, Talmud Lomar, Ervasachichahi. Uh, that it's a drasha. And that's how we conclude that when it comes to the Eishas Ach, that what we're talking about is on both sides, even if that relationship is simply through a paternal relationship or only through a maternal relationship. Says the Gemara Ve'ema, maybe we should say both cases. Maybe we should say that they're uh, both learned out from the world of Eishas Ach Min Ha'av. Chada in one case the Yeshla Banim Bechayibayla that maybe there are children in her life, and Chada the Einla Banim Bechayibayla and in one case there are no children in, in his life so maybe in one case both are going to be Aser Beimin Ha Beimin Haim and the other case only one will be Aser Einla Banim Bechayibayla Midrav Huna Nafka that we learned out from Rav Huna that if there are no children in her life. 
that is one status of uh, of halacha. Ve'ema idi ve'idi says the Gemara. Maybe we should then assume ve'eshes ach min ha'av chada diyesh labanim mechayi baila. Maybe because there are children uh, within her within her lifetime. The chada diyesh labanim la'achar mitzvahs baila says the Gemara. That doesn't work either. Yesh labanim la'achar mitzvahs baila lo tzricha kra. That if there are children after the death of the husband, we don't need a pasuk for that. Why not? Mida amar rachmana she'en labanim muteres because the Torah says that when there are no children, that the avam is able to marry a yavam. Ha'yesh labanim asura. Then yes. Then they would be allowed to be married. So says the Gemara, maybe what the Gemara means is maybe when there are no children, she's not allowed to marry anybody else, but she is allowed to marry the Yavam. But but if she did have children, then maybe we can say that she would have been Muteris even to the Yavam, even if there were children, but she's also Muteris to other people. That's obviously not how we learn, but another possibility, first, short, first of the long lines, Inami, Mitzvah, if there were no children, that's when there's a mitzvah. Yesh labanim reshus. And if there were children, so then, okay, it's not a mitzvah, but it's still mutter for her to marry the yavam. Inami, another possibility. Ein labanim in, yesh labanim lo. You're right, the normal distinction by uh, by yibum is that when there's no children, that's when yibum can take place. When there are children, you cannot. However, maybe we could have understood from the flow of our Gemara, that the Isra del Reis of them being together when they shouldn't be, when, namely when there are children, is not as severe as we thought. It's only an Isra Asay, but it's not an Isra Karis. So anyways, because of all of these possibilities, the Gemara says, Kasav Kracharina Ervas Achiv Gila. That that's really the pasuk that indicates to us that with clarity that a yavama can only marry a yavam if there are no children. The Gemara asks, Maybe we should say that the brother's wife on the mother's side is the same as on the father's side. Just like the wife of a brother will become permissible to someone, uh, will become permissible, let's say, that a uh, Ruvain, if his brother's if his brother dies, then his brother's wife becomes muteras. Maybe we would have thought the same if it was on the maternal side. So it says the Gemara, So there's a difference by a woman by the mother's side is different than the father's side. Yibum only takes place on the father's side, and that's that's what this drasha is coming to teach us. Asks the Gemara, Achoso, when it comes to a sister, the Kasa Bakaris Lamali, why did I need a specific reference to Achoso and that there would be an Isra Kares? Says the Gemara, Lichad Rabbi Yochanan. What does he say? Rabbi Yochanan, Shimasan, Kulamahalamachas, that had a person violated many Isurim with many different types of Arayos, Chayev al Kolachas Vachas. Ulu Rabbi Yitzchak to Amar, Kol Chayve Krisus Bechlal Hayu, according to him, who says that all chayve krisos are included? According to him, if they're all one, then why does it say karis bachoso? Says the Gemara, to say that she gets karis and not malchus. And how do we know that we're able to split up all of the consequences, all the punishments? That every woman that he's intimate with, that's how we know to be mechalek between the punishments. What about Dodaso? Why does it say that they're aririm, that they should be childless if he's intimate with her? Says the Gemara, Lichad the Rabbah. The Rabbah, Rami Ksiv, there's two psukim that disagree with one another. Aririm Yehu, Uchsiv, Aririm Yamusu. Aririm, they'll be cut off, and Aririm, that they will die. How do we understand this Gemara with a terrible consequence? 
that if a man violates these Yisurim and he has children, then Rahman he'll bury his children. And if he didn't yet have children, he wouldn't have children. Says the Gemara, why do we need both? We need to have both. That up until the sin, that's when the consequence applies. But afterwards, there would not be a punishment of kovran of children passing away. Therefore, that there is a consequence even after the sin has taken place. That had it been the Pasuk only had the second reference of Aririm, that they, they should die. Maybe we would have thought that the, that the deaths would only happen post the sin. So therefore, we need both of these references. And again, these are sharp consequences. And obviously, these are Yisrim that are um, important to avoid for halachic reasons. But we should also be concerned about them because of the onshin that seem to be uh, guaranteed in the Torah. We're now going to be discussing a nuanced sugya in Tash um, all of this, of course, is Torah Hivulomun Anitzarich, and it should be done by Kedusha Vitara. Um, and just to be clear, it's a very particular and detailed Gemara about the breaking point at which a Tashma Shemitah is actually considered Tashma Shemitah in a variety of halachic areas. We're five lines from the bottom. How do we know about Ha'ara, about partial Tashma Shemitah, uh, that it applies by Laban. It says, Because the Torah says Sheikh Vazera by a case of a Shifcha Kharufa, by a particular type of maidservant, this implies that uh, one triggers an Isser uh, with Ha'ara, with just partial Tash Mishamita. Says the Gemara, wait a second. Because we know that Ha'ara is Asr by Chaybe Krisus, as we learned yesterday, so that maybe we should say that Chaybe Lavin, which is a lower level than Chaybe Krisus, should not be Asr. The Isr should not be reached only with Ha'ara, but rather with Gemar Bia, with full Tash Mishamita. Says the Gemara, Amar Avashi, if had that been true, what you're saying, then it shouldn't have said Sheikh Vazar by Shifcha Kharufa. So therefore we see that even by Chaive Lavin, that there's going to be an Isser of Tashma uh, Shamita, even with Ha'ara. Says the Gemara, Ha'ara de Chaive Lavin de Kahuna Minal. And how do we know that there's Ha'ara, that the Isser is triggered with, with uh, the Kahuna by, uh, by a Kohen, let's say a Grusha, whatever the case may be? Says the Gemara, Asya Kicha Kicha, it's based on Xero Shava. What about the Chaive Asay Minal? And what about a case of an Isser Asay? We've learned about this before. A Mitzri and some other countries where it says that you're not supposed to marry them now, but you can marry them in, the, in a different generation. So it says the Gemara, Minal on top of Daf, Nun Heyam and Beis, Asya Bia Bia. What about Yavama the Shuklan Minal? And how do we know if a Yavama is with someone in the Shuk that she will violate the Isra simply with Ha'ara? Says the Gemara, Ilamanda Amar Lav Lav. According to the one who says that that's a Lav, we are just learned that the Lav has its own Drasha, and therefore it would be Ha'ara. And that's where the Isra uh, is, uh, is uh, broken. And Ilamanda Amar Asay, Asay. According to the one who says it's an Isra Asay, either way, it's going to be an Isra de Oraisa based on Ha'ara. Uh, how do we know about Yavam and Yavama that they're actually married through this process? If there's even simply Ha'ara, what do we do? So it says the Gemara, Asya Bia Bia. It's based on a drasha, Xer Shava Bia Bia. Isha What about the marriage of a regular couple? How do we know that they're married through this? Asya Kicha Kicha. Find that they, uh, we now know that Ha'ara is enough to make them married. Why does it say Sheikh Vazar by Shifcha Kharufa? Why does it say Sheikh Vazar by Eshas Ishim? Why does it say Sheikh Vazar by Sota? The Shifcha Kharufa Kedarma. We already learned by Sheikh Vazar, but it was to teach us that Ha'ara is going to be Asr. The Eshas Ish, what about Eshas Ish? Why does it say Sheikh Vazar there? It says the Gemara, maybe Pratlam Shamish Mace, that if a person has Tashma Shamita Be'ever Mace, where the Kishui was not maintained, so he's still bifnim. He's still uh, he's still in the process of intercourse, but there is no kishui. So 
maybe we'd say that that's not the Yisrodor Isa. The Yisrodor Isa is only when there's a Kishun. The Post can speak about this in the case of a woman is Poresas Nida B'Sha'as Tashmashamita, that a woman in the middle of Tashmashamita recognizes that she's a Nida. The halacha is that the husband should be Yotze Be'eva Mesa. He should make sure that the Kishui subsides, and only then can he exit the body, because any movement where there's Hanah with a Kishui might be an Yisrodor Isa. So it says the Gemara, maybe we're talking about problem of Shamesh Mesa, that if a person has Tashmashamita without a Kishui, Fine. Says the Gemara, that doesn't work for everyone. Uh, that makes sense, according to the one who holds it, Meshamish Bemesi, isn't an Israel Deraisa, if there's no Kishui, I agree. But according to the one who says that even if there's no Kishui, the Tashma Shemitah is still Asr, Ma'ikul Amemar. Says the Gemara, you're right. We're talking about a person who is intimate with a woman who has passed away already. Because this person is still considered a share, a relative, an Asr person for them to be with. That once they've died, there is no Isser of Eishas Ish after they've died. What about the Sota Lamali? Why does it say Sheikh Vazera by Sota? The Gemara says, Lechad Tanya. Sheikh Vazera prat le Dabar Acher. What does Dabar Acher mean? So, my Dabar Acher. So, says the Gemara, what's meant to be excluded with the word Sheikh Vazera that's used by Sota? Amar of Sheishas, prat le Shakina Shalo Kedarka. That if a husband gives a warning to his wife about Sota, so he may say, I'm giving you a warning specifically about Tashma Shalok Kedarka. Says the Gemara, he can't do that because that, she's already restricted from that. Amar Prat Shakina, sorry, skipped a line. Amar Rava, Mishkevei Isha Ksiv. Well, we already know that that's included from Mishkevei Isha, so that type of warning can't be what he's talking about. El Amar Rava, maybe Prat Shakina Ladarcha So maybe we're talking about uh, the warning is that they shouldn't have some type of Tashmish, it's not really Tashmish, but it's uh, some type of touching outside of the body that's going for Sheikh Vazar outside the body. Says the Gemara, Amar that's just not the same thing. It's not the same thing as Tashmash Amita. Derech Evarim is not the same as Tashmash Amita. Pritsusa Asar Rachmana. It can't be that we're talking about something that happens outside of the body. That's closer to the simple version of Sheikh Vazir Labatala of masturbation than it is to, to Tashmash Amita. El Amar Abaye must be Pratla Sakina Labanishika. We're talking about Nishika. Nishika, the Mephorshim right, is where the Rishonim right, and we'll see explicitly in the Gemara, is when the uh, the tip of the anatomy of the of the Aver is close to the Osamakum. That's what Nishika means. It says the Gemara, I could understand how you can exclude the case of Nishika of just the proximity of the two. Uh, genitalia near one another. I could understand that if you're if that's to be excluded, but only according to the one who says According to the one who says that hara, that actual hara, which is asr, is hachnasasatara, not just proximity of genitalia, but actually. Uh, actually, the penetration of the Atara, fine, I understand. That you can't exclude that. If they hold it hara is nishika, just the proximity of the two people, then that's not correct. Michael Amemar. What was the words Sheikh Vazer by Sota coming to exclude? Uh, really, it was coming to talk about a case where there was some type of intimacy, but just not Tashmashamita. Why did we need this case, even though it's not even close to Tashmashamita? Because Salkadaita Chamin, I might have thought that when it comes to the warnings of a husband to his Sota, Wife, it's that it's just what he is sensitive about. I don't want you to do this, even though it doesn't really matter halachically. It matters halachically, but not for Tashma Shamita. And here it's Makbira and the Derech Ivarim. So it says the Gemara, Kamashman, that's not correct. Let's discuss the details of Nishika and Ha'ara. Amar Shmuel, how do we pass? In Ha'ara, Zu Nishika. He says that the, the, when we are talking about Ha'ara in our Gemara, it's not Knisa Sa'atara, it's just Nishika, the proximity of the two genitalia. And he says, Mashallah Adam Shemaniach, it's Bo Al Piv. If a person takes their uh, takes their index finger and they put it near their mouth, it's impossible that the flesh, that your lips will not move. So the Gemara assumes the same as well. If there is any contact between between him and her, even without Knisa Sa'atara, 
there will be some movement of her body, some movement of the skin, and therefore that's considered ha'ara. And kiyasa rabba barachana am rav yochanan gemar bia b'shivcha charufa zuach nasasatara. That he holds that yes, we hold that ha'ara in general is going to be um, is just going to be. Um, nishika, but here by the shifcha charufa it requires knisa sa'atar. It's more it's that the atara should be inside the body. Masi Rav Shesha shichva zera eno chayev ela al bias hameruk. My love meruk gid. So we have a brisa that says that there's shichva zera to the point that there's meruk of the emptying of the man, so that he would ejaculate into the body. But then the Gemara says no, that's not correct. My love meruk gid that the whole anatomy is inside. No, no meruk atara, just a little bit of the anatomy is just the crown. And Kiyasa Rav Dimiyam Rav Yochanan HaRazuach Nasasatara. He agrees with the, he disagrees with the previous opinion. Shmuel had said a few lines ago, HaRa is Nashika. Rav Yochanan says, HaRa is not Nashika, that's not enough. HaRa is actually considered to be Kinesa Sa'atara. It has to be the crown enters into the body. Amru Leiv, HaRava Bar Rav Lo Amar Hachi. So he says that's not what the previous Shita says. Amar Lu, O Ihu Shakroi, O Ana Shakroi. Well, somebody's lying. Somebody's got to be telling the truth. Somebody's got to be lying. So, he actually quoted Rav Yochanan and said it really is Achnasasatar. And the Gemara says, Adraba, Bar Barchana, Vadai Paligadu Shmuel. He definitely argues on the sheet of Shmuel. Milema Palig, do we have to say that? From the beginning point of the, of the contact of skin from him to her, to the point of the whole atara being nichnas into the body, that's ha'ra karila. And kiyasar of Shmuel, are you dam Rav Yochanan ha'ra zuachnas asatara? Same as we saw a couple of lines ago, Rav Yochanan does hold it's achnas asatara, and gemar bia is gemar bia mamish. When we talk about gemar bia, that is the the full aver uh, being nichnas into the goof. Mikan va'elach eno ela neshika upatra alehu paligad Shmuel. And according to this shita, the gemar bia. Uh, is going to only be a full hachnas of into the goof, but anything less than that would not be considered problematic, and this does argue with the sheet of Shmuel. We're going to stop right here on the top of Nunvav Amaralath, and Inert Hashem will pick up tomorrow night in person. Wishing you all a beautiful day.